Bienvenidos de nuevo a Survival of the Fittest is the Soup du Jour. I started in Espanol today because I have to think about certain things lately. I've been thinking about what makes a city's late night street food offerings legit. And, you know, I mean, I, we, you know, I live in Orlando, Florida. Great city. Love it. 100%. And I defend it. I defend our food scene. I'll defend, you know, whatever I got to defend here, I'll defend it. But I just have, and, and get ready for this, everybody. I just don't have anywhere to stand when it comes to late night dining in Orlando. Now, if I'm wrong, feel free to correct me, Orlando. And I know there's little spots. I know you can go to uh, uh, Pom Poms and get a late night sandwich over there. And I know you can go to like... Uh, What's this? Uh, Gringos, tacos, tacos, gringos, locos. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> gringos, locos. And um, and get yourself, you know, a late night taquito and a bag of chips. But I mean, it, it's it, and, and that's fine, you know, obviously. But let's, let's let's compare ourselves to. And, you know, is it, is it fair to say Los Angeles to Orlando? Yes, it is. And I'll tell you why. Because Orlando is a world class city with with world class restaurants and world class attractions and I think we do need to start to consider ourselves a, 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 a strong, growing megaplex that, um, you know, has, you know, surrounding cities are getting swallowed up by the, you know, the, the urban sprawl. And will we have, will we, will we grow with our late night food offerings, our street food? That's really the question. Like Los Angeles, for example. So I'm, I'm like, you know, comparing Orlando to Los Angeles. Yes. I'm comparing Orlando to Chicago. Definitely. I'm comparing Orlando to Miami beach. Yeah. Or Miami in general. Yes, definitely. Because it's worth it. And honestly, the question is, Or actually, quite frankly, it's not even a question. I think the answer is no, we do not compare to any of those cities when it comes to late night street food. So here's the here's the challenge. Can we <laughs> start to maybe kind of like uh, kind of like maybe work on our nocturnal scene a little bit more? Maybe maybe even like some late night pop ups and some really sensational dining spots being open later and or opening late. It, you know, as I think Orlando becomes more and more of a Latino city, I think we will see more and more late night venues. And, I, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, street food's dominated by Latin concepts, but uh, yeah, street food's dominated by Latin concepts in the United States. Now, granted, if you're in Europe, maybe Turkish food in Germany, maybe, you know, uh, you know, um, you can, you name it, Lebanese food or what, I mean, uh, Libyan food or whatever in Paris, you know, whatever the case, Middle Eastern style food, but, or in London. But definitely United States, late night dining, street food, sort of like ethnic. I mean, and granted, America's America. We got it all here. But I think it's just still the Latin food dominates the late night seat. Do I want to see more shawarma? Hell yeah. Do I want to see more, you know, late night, you know, uh, izikaya? Yeah, definitely. Do I mean... Definitely, all these things should happen, and I think Orlando, it really should happen. So there's my uh, my uh, my rant of the moment, <laughs> and it's not even so much a rant. I mean, most of this show is probably me ranting away anyway. But 
Shit, I've heard a lot worse. <laughs> Bear with me. Let's thank uh, Orlando Brewing. You know, they're always with us in the house, always saying like, yes, Chef Trevino, hell's a beer. We're definitely working on some exciting things with them. I'd really love to kind of develop my own beer profile, you know, uh, and work to to get it on the market. Not necessarily to make money. I think more than anything, just to kind of like, just to get it out there, you know, something that is really food-centric, you know, because a lot of beers, you know, everyone says, no, beer and food, beer and food, beer and food, definitely beer and food. But I think certain beers can be just a bit overpowering. Unless you're having pizza, you know, which is fine because I love pizza and beer, any beer and just about any pizza. But, you know, uh, I'd have to say that certain beers can overpower other dishes, you know, like certainly, you know, oh, the wine, the wine and the food thing, you know, I get it. But I personally like beer and I want, you know, like a dish that I could pair with beer that will kind of go well. I would like to have like a culinary forward beer that I would allow people to say like it goes with everything. I, and, and, I, and I don't want to be the, the Merlot of beer. <laughs> Trust me, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's the go to. No. I want something real deal. So look for that. Hopefully that's coming in the near future. Maybe far future, but future is future. So let's roll with it. Um, nothing like it. Now, other subjects here. I've noticed um, the cannabis, uh, the whole cannabis thing's just going wild here, man. Like these these dispensaries are popping up and... You know, I hear from people these incredible deals they get, you know, on, on just things, you know, different different things like gummy bears and and all these different, you know, vapes and stuff and flowers, they call them. And, and you know, they get really great deals. And I say to myself, well, like, wow, here's a trend, you know, here's a trend. As we see meat getting harder to get, as we see things going more and more uh, expensive, you know, when the dining experience really becomes an experience as opposed to just going like, I'm going out to eat because I'm hungry. You know, you stay in to eat because you're hungry now, you know, uh, in our new world of dining. Uh, and when you do go out, you really want a super sensory, uh, you know, uh, interaction, you know, where you're like taste and, 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 and textures and smells and colors and aesthetics of a dining room and Aesthetics of the guests, aesthetics of the, the service staff, you know. It works. You want it all. Nothing says uh, fully immersed in my experience than getting high. <laughs> so getting high and dining have always, you know, have always been like, 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 uh, uh, what do they say? Uña y carne. Yeah, basically. They've always been hand in hand, you know. And I, I, it's a wonderful combination. To, but to see an elevated experience where the guest is, you know, I, I, I kind of don't dig the whole, like, um, you know, this is a marijuana-infused Burblanc. With the marijuana-infused pistachio perfiteroles. Eh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost prefer 
that like wine and uh, like beer and like food, it all kind of holds up on its own. And you say like, we, you chose this wine to go with this dish because of this reason. Say the same thing. I would say that you would like either you could approach your different, you know, angles of uh, how you want the, the marijuana to be ingested and not necessarily like in the dish, perhaps like an entremeso, you know, like in between your courses where you're saying like, okay, this is uh, this kind of weed and it, st- it should stimulate your hunger and get your conversation going and blah, blah, blah. And then as the meal progresses, going into different styles like perhaps you go into the vape you know and you vape some before because you're getting heavy and you want to do something light so you just hit the vape and with that you know your meal then is like you've got it paired with wines or beer weed and vape and gummies and or some kind of edibles and food, courses in between all of this. I think that sounds exciting, where, where the guest is smelling perhaps the buds, perhaps, you know, they're like even just kind of like touching them, and then they maybe load it into some kind of water pipe <laughs> and burn it and smoke it, and then, uh, you know, kind of roll with it. So I think that that would be more of my kind of... Uh, meal with all this coming i guess you would have to have a bunch of patients so you could like or maybe not i don't even know how legal this is i mean i don't want to get into the legalities of it so i'm not suggesting you do it or i do it but i'm just saying if i did do it if there was a way to pull it off it would definitely be like this so no need for any illegal shit in your life because nothing worse than the judicial web all right. And, and, you know, and everyone knows it, too. I mean, one thing I can tell you, man, one thing, you know, we this country's gone through so much lately. We've been through uh, when I say this country, I truly mean we. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, you know, all bets are off. You know, it's just like, you know, your politics, you know, whatever. You know, I'm so sick of everyone holding their politics either too tight to their chest or way out in the air. And it's just like, you know what, man, I really don't. It has nothing to do with what we're here to do. We're here to, I think, I believe, you know, try to keep things rolling. And and, and, and in my case, it's just trying to keep things in the kitchen rolling, which has always been my, you know, my driving force. And also the, the podcast. The podcast has become a lot of fun. I mean, you know, you see so many podcasts now. They're truly out there. I mean, they're, they've become like the mixtape of the modern era. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, here's my mixtape. This is how I think and this is what I do, you know. You know, you could, you could, you could share your vibe but with somebody with a mixtape in the 80s, you know. But now you share your vibe via the podcast. And the podcast allows you to kind of share different ideas uh, you know, different angles, which I think people need to explore in their lives. And so I suggest everyone should have a podcast. It should almost become like like a resume. You know, you, you got to have one. You know, your your CV, your... Uh, <laughs> forget it. So uh, anyhow, um, I'm looking forward to some great, exciting things. A lot of probably while you can hear that, you can hear my dogs. That's uh, that's high-maintenance Luna. She's a, she's a classic beagle. 
So you can hear her whimpering away for no reason at all. Hey, take it easy. Go over there. Um, so I, I, I tell you what, this year looks like, I mean, it's coming up. We're, we're quickly, I mean, we went in from, from scary season right into like, uh, I'm horrified to be a turkey season, <laughs> right into the holiday season. Currently, uh, the start of Hanukkah and our third day, uh, you know, um, Kwanzaa coming up, you know, Christmas coming up. I mean, all the big days, all the big days are, you know, <laughs> yes, classic. All the big days are ahead of us, and it really means that restaurants are busy, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting time because I read recently that several restaurants in California couldn't fulfill they're pre-bought Thanksgiving meals, okay? And anyone in the business knows how important this is. This is a big responsibility. Because this, they couldn't open the restaurant, couldn't fulfill the responsibilities of Thanksgiving because the employees didn't show up for work. And uh, those are, you know, makes the, the, the holiday season a very scary time because, I mean, the guests are relentless, the guests never stop. The guests, you know, when they're at the restaurant and it's time for them to, to, to order food and to patiently wait for their food and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. You know, people just don't have patience. They don't want to wait too long. They don't want any excuses. And, and lately, that has been how it rolls. And everyone has to live with it, you know. And, 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 and when their staff just doesn't show up, ¿Qué pasó? Ah, sí. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but, you know, when your staff doesn't show up and all of a sudden you're faced with, like, tons of orders and unruly guests and holiday business, I tell you what, it's like, whoa, hold on. You didn't expect this. Welcome to the holiday season post-COVID 2021. Yanks. All right, furthermore, Christmas is upon us. We're in Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's 2022. Omicron virus is out there lingering. Stock market going up and down. Everyone tripping. Everybody's tripping. I mean, restaurant tours and chefs are kind of going like, holy shit, not again. But we got to keep trucking. Let's get past the holiday season. Let's see how we, we go with it. And remember, one thing's for sure. Survival of the fittest is the soup du jour. I'm Chef Roberto Trevino. I know, you know that I know that I love you. So I love you, all right? Stay tuned, stay connected. We'll talk to you soon.